And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm a guy who only basically likes clams, really. I'm a clam guy. Only eat clams. That's all I do. Hey, clam fishes! Uh, clams are awesome. Have you ever had an oyster? I hated oysters. Like a zoo burger. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. We're back in the Classic Factory, and it feels so good. It's Monday, April 25th. I'm J.E. Skeets. We're waiting on Tass Mellis. <laughs> He's stuck in traffic. He's like Shaquille O'Neal over there at TNT. Uh, so he'll be arriving hopefully in 10 or 15 minutes, but we're right into it. We got our top shot hot boy, C in red, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. The international man of mystery. Taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Mm, Lily, good to be able to reach out and touch you once oh. again. <laughs> and uh, last, certainly not least, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. How's the fam doing, JD? Fam's doing great. Good. We're back, baby. Yeah, we are feels back. good. It's weird that we haven't done a playoff show here in the Classic Factory. Because right? <laughs> this guy was on vacation and COVID hits the family. We play it safe. But here we are. Of course, Tass ain't here, though. He'll get here. Don't worry. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second to like the video. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Comment away there in the stream team and share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. I know it's been a while since we've uh, addressed some of the cues you guys send in. But like I said, as these series start to wrap up, we'll have more time, I think, to uh, hit the beach. So keep sending those mm. cues in. You know what I mean? Yes. Are you about ready for a couple of these series to end? <laughs> uh, like, be honest with me. A couple of them. Yes. No, I mean, I like You it. still like the three like and four games on <laughs> yeah, every night? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. hit a little bit of a burnout yeah, here, I'll be honest. No, I mean, because we've had a couple of teams that win the game three, like the Hawks, and then they're probably going to be out in five. But I like seeing the Nuggets fight back. I love okay. seeing the Pelicans. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. Well, look, we're going to get into all of it. We're going to touch on all eight series. That's the plan here on a Monday, so this could be a long show. Hence why we couldn't wait for Tess to get here. We had to get right into it. Uh, but new shirt alert. If you missed Friday's show, we dropped some bangers. Go to nodunks.com. Some throwback, you know, TBJ slash starters inspired t-shirts from our friends at Breaking Tea. So go get those. We got a deal on for at least a week, I think up until Friday, that if you want to get all three of those brand new t-shirts, you buy two, you can get that third one free. So a little bit of a deal there. You just got to use that code nodunks3 when you're uh, checking out there. Which one's your favorite, Leah? Uh, probably the old uh, tricolor one yeah. there. That's, uh, is that the original original? or? Well, no. It's one of the first. Yeah. One of the yeah. first. I've still actually got, I believe, two of the originals, one gray and one black at home somewhere. 
of the uh, the Basketball Jones ones. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. I'll see if I can dig them out. Okay. Nice. They're a little weathered, I will say that. <laughs> you can put those on eBay, man. <laughs> no way, no way. They're like my uh, Lakers posters from the 80s, man. They're, oh, they're going to live with souvenirs. you forever? Yeah, you can't, yeah. I'm surprised sure. you haven't sent them back to Dickie's house and put them in a basement <laughs> yeah, and file yeah, them well, somewhere. Yeah, maybe that, that's the safest place for them, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think so. Uh, <laughs> so go to nodunks.com to get your No Dunks merch. Uh, okay, before we get into the series, we did have a wedgie. Yeah, last night on Sunday, Jay Crowder sticking the uh, jumper wedgie, but got a nice little bounce yeah. off the one. front of the rim to stick there. And uh, JV, come on, let I it, see let you, it breathe Jonas. a little yeah. bit He's more. like, can we just get the fast break going here? Yeah. Because that was a jump ball. <laughs> Shouldn't that just be the Pelicans? But there's four guys around the ball. I it's mean. fascinating, you're right, Lee. I mean, people even say, like, on a block that you get called for the jump. Oh, I hate that It's call. like, why are we jumping that up? That Shouldn't call. that go to the defense? Anyway, yeah. we're up to 40. That's our first wedgie of the playoffs, guys. And the playoffs have been going for three months now, so it's uh, <laughs> pretty crazy. Uh, but I think it was Tass tweeting this out last night. Number 40 means we will not be setting a new mm. record for wedgie futility. Mm. Uh, 40 is the fewest in a season uh, going back to the 2017-18 uh, season. So at least... You know, we're not going to be on the wrong side of history here. Mm-hmm. Only stuck at 39. I, I think we got a couple more in us here, too. You're yeah. lucky, Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're lucky. <laughs> we would have been going back to Spalding this year for yeah. sure. Silver makes the call. Sorry, not enough wedgies. <laughs> okay, so let's get into uh, the series here. We'll start with the Western Conference Series. We'll take a break and later on in the show do the Eastern Conference Series. Let's start, though, with that game that gave us the wedgie. Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans, they overwhelm. Uh, the Bookerless Suns to tie the series at two games apiece. The one-eight matchup, two-two. We got a pivotal game five coming up, Trey. But what do you think? I mean, it's technically a one-eight matchup, but it's also kind of a kind of a one-nine yeah, matchup. Absolutely. And man, mm-hmm. this was a real game of basketball. It was lit in the blender, Lee. <laughs> a lot of heroes for a Pelicans team that, like you're saying, Skeets, they ain't going away easily. A dangerous night for Jonas Valanciunas last night. Just a consistent <laughs> interior presence, I thought, for uh, for the Pelicans. A career playoff high, 26 points on 9 of 15 shooting. 7 of 11 at the line as well. He just kind of keeps the scoreboard ticking, you yep. know? Putbacks, little dinkers and dumpers, and then I thought drawing all those fouls was huge, you know? <laughs> just putting his head down and going around whoever's trying to stick him there and just out-physicaling basically JaVale McGee every single time. Uh, Ingram, Brandon Ingram in the third quarter. An ethical 16 points on 7 of 11 shooting, two free throws, no three-pointers. He was just getting to his right hand every single time. It kind of culminated in that huge dunk he had down the lane. Nice little smile as he went back down the court anyways. uh, I thought that was pretty funny to see. A little bit of emotion from him. You know, he's a sleepy-looking guy, but every time he scored in the third quarter, just a tiny grin (laughs) as he went back down the court. I thought that was cool. The fourth quarter, though, the rookie showcase pretty much for the Pelicans. Jose Alvarado. Some incredible stuff. Nobody's been more excited for an eight-second violation and a backcourt steal, I don't think. Like, everybody was rooting for him to yeah. finally get that behind-the-back steal from Chris Paul. And I thought, shout-out to Jose Alvarado. He he really did change the game on the sneak-up because yeah. he's usually been doing it, like, on a dead ball, right? Like, yeah. he'll go and hang out by the bench as the inbounds comes. This was on a missed shot. 
but he knew to hide during the missed shot because yep. like Chris Paul's not going to fall for it. He had to adapt. He had to adapt, and he certainly did. That was awesome. I, I compared him to Daniel Bryan, like finally getting the WrestleMania championship at <laughs> WrestleMania 30. Yes, yes, yes. An underdog finally pulled it off, and then Herbert Jones was incredible. We're calling him Herbert at this point because yeah. he needs to be called Herbert for his gentlemanly play out there. Blocking three-pointers, looking like Bill Russell. No, get accepting zero help mm -hmm. from Chris Paul. A big moment there. They seem a little bit like a college team, and the crowd certainly seems like a college crowd. The effort and the activity from Alvarado and Jones was just too much for the Suns, a team that, like, they're great at coming back in the fourth quarter, and they did it earlier in the weekend as well. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've heard tales of people calling the Pelicans the Wee Polivacans. <laughs> oh my God. What? Wee Polivacans. <laughs> yeah. What? Hold on. I can't tell if you're making that up or somebody else. I'm not. Actually said, I'm not. That's I saw the stupidest thing I've ever I heard. saw a Matt Moore tweet about it. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> he got horrible. the We Believe Warriors, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. I don't know why it's Polivacans, but <laughs> I like it. Uh, no Devin Booker, obviously, for the Suns. Yeah. So. This is close, especially if there's anything that comes from this weird Chris Paul report mm. that his hand is perhaps messed up. He didn't play incredibly well in this game. Uh, Alvarado finally got to him, didn't take a whole bunch of shots. So, I mean, I think the Suns still have the advantage in the series, but if Booker's out even more time, if Chris Paul ends up having a missed time, oh the Pelicans are clicking right now, and they're fun to watch. Uh, unfortunately for them, they don't have another home game uh, coming up right now, because I think they would easily win another game in New Orleans, so we shall see. This is a series now. Didn't seem like it would be going into the playoffs. No, uh, and it was a series, we have to remember, when Devin Booker was still there, because they yeah. were still leading, so this is not like they've just found a fortune. They're playing with house money, but they're playing so well right now, and I, I pointed out as well, CJ McCollum seems so comfortable in the like, I can be the star if I want, but I don't have to be. He's getting incredible support from the guys you mentioned, Brandon Ingram. and uh, Brandon and Ingram... He is on a level right yeah. now. He has gone up a level, I should say, is the best way. He, he is the consistently thing is, killing it right and now. And his physicality is actually really impressive because he looks like the skinniest guy still. Remember when he was drafted, yeah. he was the thinnest guy out there. He doesn't look like he's put on any weight, but he's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid of going inside and uh, and throwing the ball down. And yeah, he's not an emotive character, no. but uh, mm -hmm. but he's a fierce guy out there. And, and He reminds me of McGrady in that sense. <laughs> yeah, he's like got the, the eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just sort of always even keeled. Um, I think Larry Nance, has been giving them really good effort off the off the bench too last night. You saw one play that sort of I think it was a missed shot and he just caught it. No one was paying attention and he reversed laid it up. Speaking of Jose Alvarado, oh, yeah. here comes uh, <laughs> Let's go sneaking in here. But yeah, I mean the Pelicans are just playing like no one really expected us to even win a game here. We've got two. They're a chance in this series if things go right. And uh, it is fun. That cra I've never ever seen the Pelicans crowd go crazy like it did, especially last night. Friday similar but last night it was like packed people going off their head and Chris Paul obviously has to be more aggressive he talked about that so mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has got a bit of an injury there but Jay Crowder man feast or famine with this guy one for 17 from three mm. in the series this is a guy you yeah. know is going to go six for six at I, some know, point. I know but when uh, when he's miss, when he's off man he goes cold so uh, there's some concern here for the Suns I still think they get out of this series but it's going to be a, a bit of a uphill climb for them it's weird to see a team win in 2022 a playoff game Game where you hit six three-pointers, mm. which is what the Pelicans did. Suns only hit seven, uh, but making these defensive plays, the Pelicans down the stretch, Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado, and uh, you know, even Larry Nance with that tip-out yeah. uh, rebound, huge, huge. And even the losses, the Pelicans, like, it's 2-2. Two, two. 
they're in these games. Oh, yeah. Like, they have not got their asses handed to them. So, it's a competitive series. Tass is here. How's the traffic out there? You Great show. Good? I was just watching the show. In the car? Of wow. Of course. Right. Well, there's so much traffic, it was standstill. Oh, good. I wasn't driving. Nice. Okay. I was like Jose Alvarado, just sitting in the corner, waiting for um, my spot in the show. As soon as Lee started talking, I thought I could jump into the show. So, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> How's it going, man? Uh, well, DeAndre Ayton, uh, I think, should play more minutes. There's one guy who's smoking hot in this series. I think Ayton is their, uh, should be the guy that they rely on and a little less JaVale McGee but it is great to see Jonas Valanciunas really contributing on the other side Willie Green's little adjustment of matching the minutes with JaVale McGee and Jonas Valanciunas worked out really well Jonas was so so solid after a a poor game three and we're back baby Mm -hmm. Uh, this is fantastic is the pressure on the Suns I don't think so I think they're going to feel really good going home I don't think this is like the we believe Warriors as you were talking about there Trey uh, it, people will obviously draw that comparison because there's such a huge gap between these two teams. There's only been one time in history where a team with more than 25-plus wins than their opponent has lost, and that was the We Believe wow. uh, Warriors. But I eh, uh, I still believe in the Suns. I, whether or not we get Devin Booker, I, I think that they should be the favorite. Game 5 at home, obviously. The Pels are feeling fantastic, but I think you get the role players playing a little bit better at home for the Suns. And, uh, yeah, the Chris Ball thing is worrisome, as you guys talked about with the the injury to the hand. But I want more Aiton, really. I mean, and then the role player should play better. But this is a great series. Anything else to add to uh, Suns-Pelicans here? We do have to have some pace to get to all eight series, but what do you got? Last thing, what did you make of Chris Paul's foul on Herbert Jones? Got a flagrant Uh, one. Could have been an ejection. No different than Jokic getting ejected for hitting campaign in the nose last year. The only difference... Chris Paul is smaller than Herbert Jones, mm. whereas obviously Jokic is a yep. lot bigger than campaign. I think that's the difference, really. And if the it's a big guy on small, over. yeah. The series yeah, was kind so. of over when Jokic hit pain in the mm. face. Yeah, good point. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, Chris Paul shouldn't be getting rattled by by these rookies and young guys. He should be the one who's at least maintaining his composure. Now, we know the way Alvarado plays, but that eight-second violation, Chris Paul shouldn't be getting caught for that at this stage of his career. I mean... I, I hope Chris Paul gets a championship because I think he deserves one. But it's also good seeing someone really shit stir him and get <laughs> yeah. him, considering the way that he's done that throughout his career. You know, yeah. he's always the one, you know, flopping and getting in front of guys and falling over. So to have a guy just come and get under his skin like that, I think is uh, hilariously fun to watch. Also interesting to hear Monty Williams, of all coaches, point out the, uh, you know, huge difference in free throws attempted in this game. Pelicans going to the line way more than the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. but as Trey talked about, I just thought, especially with JV and Ingram, like they attacked, 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 attacked. Uh, what do you think about Monty's comments here? This is something he usually doesn't do. Yeah, he didn't really elaborate. He just he just put it out there and then <laughs> step back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a good stat uh, actually from our friend Nate Duncan broke down how many times the Phoenix Suns generally go to the line during the regular season and it, and it was a match. Right. So the right. Phoenix Suns guys don't get to the line who are playing, you know, without Devin Booker. Don't get to the line much more than that. Obviously the Pels went uh, a ton, but yeah, they are playing with some bravado. Some Alvarado bravado oh, yeah, and, and and not just Alvarado obviously, but they're not acting like an 8 seed, you know, with not the way no. with the way they're strutting into uh, uh to play the Phoenix Suns. It's it's a little like uh, on the on the East Coast that we'll get to. God, that, the most horrible series in the league, the Celtics Nets. But the Celtics feel like they are, uh, you know, it's their time, and the Pelicans feel like they can beat the Suns right now. So Game Five is the series. 
Yeah, sure pivotal. Like. Is that pivotal yeah. to you? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah. I think you might be right. Uh, and we'll see if Booker plays in it. Okay, let's keep going here. Uh, the other Western Conference uh, game on Sunday was Jokic and the Nuggets avoiding sweep. Okay, so we are set up for a potential gentleman sweep. Or, uh, you know, the Nuggets living to fight another day. But they did here in Game 4 with the victory yeah. over the Warriors. This wasn't just the Warriors like, all right, we'll give you this game. They tried to win it. Right. They nearly did win it. This yeah. was actually a really close uh, end here. And uh, the big key for me was that Nuggets got help, real help, from the supporting cast. Jokic, he was great. You know, as always, he had the 37 points. But Monte Morris hit uh, 27, 24 points with uh, five threes and a floater in the lane right at the end. Beautiful stuff there. Yep. And then Aaron Gordon had the 21 points. And then Bones Highland came off the bench, did his little thing where he has a burst of like a minute and a half where he hits the three threes. Also had seven assists, Bone High. So that's the thing. It's not that Jokic... Lyle scored 37 points. Sometimes you see those games where he has 17 assists or whatever. He didn't have to do everything. They were able to survive when he wasn't necessarily on the court. And then Austin Rivers, I thought, played a really good game for a guy who had three points because he had five steals. Mm -hmm. And he had a clutch steal there on a play that they read. Jokic was on the bench saying, it's a lob, it's a lob. And Austin Rivers after the game said, they've beaten us with that before. I was ready for it. And he got in and and he made the play. So the Nuggets deserve this victory. They fought hard. And they've probably only extended the series by one game. But the big question now going into game five, Steph Curry has been coming off the bench and whether or not Steve Kerr decides, okay, we lost the game, so maybe we bring him back in. I don't think he does. I'm not sure. But if he does, it'll be interesting to see actually who he replaces because I think he might just... He's not taking out Jordan Poole at this point. Clay Thompson's there, so Steph. And then it's uh, Andrew Wiggins is probably... Uh, staying and it's Kevon Looney coming off the bench I think and Draymond at five the only risk with that Mm -hmm. is if Draymond gets in early foul trouble because he fouled out last night but I sort of feel that that's probably their strongest lineup where they maybe just can blow the nuggets off the floor early on we'll we'll see I mean Kevon Looney only played 12 minutes in the end in this one but um, I I, I really think that this was Steph Curry by the way missed four free throws Mm-hmm. First time ever. Ever. Unbelievable. And he was so He's gutted. Now. Yeah. And he knew it. He was yeah. counting them out. Yeah. Wasn't he at the yeah. line at one point? He's like, uh, uh, he hit some wild shots in this one. But uh, Well, what do you think about the final play call? I know that play has worked <laughs> before the old lob to the net. Yeah. But uh, obviously, they had read it. They knew it. Jokic is telling them, I'm sure there's other members on the staff were yeah. yelling it out. Uh, and yeah, you do have a bunch of uh, pretty elite shooters. <laughs> yeah, on it was team. a terrible pass. Yeah, brutal. Brutal all around yeah, play. Yeah, terrible pass. Yeah. Uh, Wiggins kind of jumped for it. But Austin Rivers, I just thought, read it really well. Yeah. Yeah. And made and the right Otto play. Porter Jr. didn't throw it very high. <laughs> no, no. no, he didn't. Steve yeah. Kerr said, I wish I could have had that one back. Yeah. So, in theory, it was the right play, but the Nuggets were ready for it. Yeah. So, good I, on them. Yeah, for sure. What do you think of this game and the and the Nuggets staying alive here? Jokic got some help. We finally had a Bones Highland game. That was really, really important. Those mm-hmm. 17 points, the, the splash, splash, splash. And, yeah, that push shot from uh, Monte Morris in the lane. Was a beauty, huge you know, a cross body shot. It's going, you know, he zigged, he zagged. It was uh, a lot like Chris Paul going left to right and then pushing it across his body. Really important stuff. Jokic is the leading scorer in the postseason. He's just needed a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that Bones Highland game four, I guess, is it, he's a freaking rook. I mean, he was just drafted. They're so desperate for help, and uh, we thought maybe it could be an Austin Rivers or somebody to help them along, but. I'm just glad it kind of shuts Twitter up a little bit. You know, there will be some talk of Jokic receiving the MVP and then everybody saying, well, he got bounced in the first round. At least he didn't get swept. Yeah. Because uh, it sure feels like he's going to get bounced. But he's, he just, he really, really needs help. 
<laughs> and then and finally got some guard help in this one. Yeah, and they all decided to chip in in the same game. That helped too. Yeah, like Aaron exactly Gordon right. got to the line, he contributed. You guys said Bones, Austin Rivers defensively, and then Monte Morris. I mean, he had the what he hit five three pointers in a quarter, mm-hmm. and then like the shot, the huge shot down the stretch that you guys said. So they all picked the same game to help out the Joker and. It resulted in a victory, not a surprise. Yep, 15 threes. Uh, that's uh, huge from the Nuggets supporting players as well. Only three came from Jokic, so the other guys are hitting 10. You got to love that. And definitely the the Nuggets got a little help from Steve Kerr. Insane play call. I mean, come on, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Like, Otto Porter was having a terrible game, probably the worst player on the court, and you give him the ball to check it in as the passer uh, when you got Curry and Clay Thompson yeah. both going off. So... Yeah, he should regret that one. That really gave the Nuggets the win. And honestly, good for them, because like Taz is saying, imagine the buzz if Jokic is pulled for defense there and that play somehow works. So shout out to right. Steve Kerr saving some Twitter dates. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you think this one is over a gentleman sweep, though? Get your top hats out, get your monocles on? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I mean, the, the Nuggets, look, if they get that sort of supporting cast help, then they, they can stay in the game. But I, I just have a feeling the Warriors back home are going to try to get this one done and dusted and get ready for the second round because they'll get an extra couple of days with this True. Grizzlies-Wolves one going at minimum six games now. And uh, and again, I just feel that smaller ball lineup. Jordan Poole finally had a cool-off a cool game. He's been incredible yep. in this series. I think when they get home, they'll be fine. Uh, Clay was phenomenal mm, in this game. Quietly, he's been, uh, he's been really good in he's this whole series. He's been so good, yeah. Seven threes, probably mm. four dribbles. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just... Just ripping it. He's looking good. What do you think about the Lee's idea of, like, will Kerr switch up the lineup here for, for mm. Game 5? Or does he just stay with what's has been working for the most part of the series? Yeah, I, I would be worried about uh, Draymond Green getting in foul trouble and just saving Kevon Looney, or saving Green's legs for the fourth quarter like Kevon Looney has been doing. But it's a, it's not a, I guess it's not a great team to have Draymond Green start at the 5 with Jokic, their best player. Uh, just being able to take it to him. Trying to think, you know, their their next matchup, uh, whether or not Curry can get into the starting lineup. It's just an it's an odd Warriors year. It feels like they're the favorite to come out of the Western Conference right here, right now. Um, but it's also odd. On the, the other hand, what's their starting lineup going to be for the next round? They they will, I think, adjust it as, as we go along. I don't think Curry's going to be uh, the guy who comes off the bench until no. the NBA Finals. <laughs> no, it's going to be Poole. They're going to send Poole to the yeah. bench. He's a sixth man, and Steph Curry is the starter. Like, Jordan Poole is Steph Curry Jr. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty easy change to make. Like, like you're saying, Looney's just going to foul. He's just going to be out there to be the big body and save Draymond because – their their death lineup, whatever we're going to call it, is what's going to finish the game, but that's not so going to start. Time to start, Curry. Yeah. He's I, playing I, a lot of minutes now. 37 minutes yesterday. No problem. Curry was just doing the thing like, pool's on fire. Let's yep. just keep running with this until it, it finally yep. uh, you know falters a little bit, and it did in game four mm-hmm. here. He, only, he had a bad game uh, shooting the ball. Uh, let's go to Saturday. The Jazz beating the Mavericks. That series tied at two games apiece. Mitchell throwing the lob to go bear for the game-winning dunk. They spoil Luka Doncic's return. He's back. Looked pretty good. You know, the line's solid overall. Uh, but this one, 2-2 test. Another pivotal Game 5 coming up. Yes, a pivotal Game 5. And if you had to write a movie script ending to this game, it would be the two guys who have been butting heads for years getting together getting together for a game winner Mitchell Lob Gobert a huge mama jama that was a big big jam Uh, and also as far as the movie script goes they've been so bad in clutch situations this season and Mitchell setting up a guy that you know he hasn't been passing to we showed you examples on Friday show like it just feels 
like a temporary fix. It doesn't feel like this can go on. It doesn't feel like the Jazz have all of a sudden fixed it to me. I, I think this is going to change uh, going into game five. But anyways, for this moment, they had a chest bump post-game. <laughs> Were both guys feeling it? I guess so. You had Rudy Gobert in the post-game interview talking to Matt Weiner, asked about all this chatter that they're you know not together. And the TNT audio wasn't so good hearing it live but he definitely said fuck the talk yep and uh, that's what he said and for this game they got it right uh, but luca looking really great that could have been the game winner just before oh, the slam like dunk yeah i was Moments so before. close to tweeting our meme of us uh you know singing that uh in memoriam song <laughs> and i always put like the the dying rose i was mm. like well the, the jazz are done when mm. luca hit that three i was like okay that's it they're gonna lose this game they're gonna go on to lose this series and i you know i <laughs> I caught myself. I said, hold on, do I really need to tweet this? Yeah. Might come back to bite me in the ass. And uh, amazingly, Mitchell got the N1. Dwight yeah. Powell missed free throws Badly. after a beauty pass. Yeah. And then and then the lob, yeah. They were up four with 30 seconds left. Yeah. And then missed free yeah. throws and N1, as he said. Luke was- I just didn't love the body language either. There was a play where M- Mitchell got hurt, remember? And Or he, like, he fell and sort of got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over to the bench. Nobody checked on him. <laughs> nobody. And I was like, oh, God, this is bad. Yeah. It was like somewhere in the fourth quarter. Like, nobody came to be like, you all right, man? You okay? Like, I mean, players. I think one of the staff of them came <laughs> over. Somebody's job it is to check on him. But, and he did ooh. fall into minority owner Dwayne Wade earlier in the series. And I was watching the Jazz broadcast at the time. And they said, well, you got to love that. Dwayne Wade picking up his star player, but at first, at first, Dwayne Wade threw up the knees, <laughs> and not not because he wanted to hit Mitchell in the back, uh, but because you know he's protecting the boys. He's looking out for number one, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, uh, right. So I don't know. This, this yeah. team, this franchise, is not all on the same page. I'm not buying this two-two going into Dallas. Dallas still has the advantage. They had a bad game. Jalen Brunson finally had a bad game. He's he he's had a, a really 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 good series. Been the best player in the series. Dinwiddie had a bad game. Uh, I, I I know everybody can shoot better. I, I think Doncic probably plays more. The fact that they looked great with Luka in his first game of the playoffs, I think that bodes well for this team. I'm not buying that kumbaya moment. Just can't. Boyan Bogdanovich, another unheralded player. I think Brandon Ingram, a very unheralded player in this league. Boyan was good, really good at guarding Jalen Brunson. You don't think of him as a defensive player, but mm. he can get after on the defensive end. He played solid. Even if he didn't score, I played solid on Brunson, who had his worst game of the series. I thought was really, really important. And maybe you could say the same about Donovan Mitchell. You know, 7 of 21 and not shooting well in this series. Will he have an explosion of a game yeah. and help out? Yeah, I he suppose. Could. I suppose. He definitely but, could. But it feels like, now, feels like now the Mavs almost have the two best players in this series. I know that's probably pushing Brunson to a a height that he's never faced or never been at. Yeah. Um, but I don't care. It feels, it feels like in this series, they should be the favorites now with three games left. Jazz were happy that Jordan Clarkson finally oh, yeah. hit shots off the bench. He had 25 points in uh, in 36 minutes and hit a couple threes and got to the line a little bit. Uh, what do you think about this that game, this series? I mean, what, it's a weird one to figure out. Yeah, I'm kind of most curious to see how the Jazz respond in game five. Like, does this matter? Is this really going to be, like, the, the galvanizing force <laughs> for the Jazz? Or is it just going to be, like, one cool moment to, you know, to not have a bitter taste in your mouth at the end of things. You mentioned it's a movie script. JD, which uh which Lord of the Rings does Gandalf show up in? Hey, like <laughs> like he comes over like he he used to be Gandalf the Grey, suddenly he's Gandalf the White and he saves the day. Sorry, you're asking me gray or white? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just know Gandalf is- shows up coming over a hill. 
He's got a staff. Maybe like he like shoots a light beam. Yeah, and he's talking. Okay, he, you're talking uh, Helm's Deep. That's grit. That's Gandalf the White. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, after he falls in the pit in Fellowship of the Yeah, Night. and he's gone for a long time. That's, to me, what yeah. Donovan Mitchell, alley-ooping to Rudy Gobert <laughs> was. They don't pass to each other the entire time, except for in the darkest of moments. Right. He finds him there for the alley-oop, Kobe to Shaq style. But will it matter in Game 5? I don't know. I think what matters more is that the, the Jazz have to get up more three-pointers. The Mavs have been doing a great job of running them off the line, and that's kind of the game plan for beating the Jazz to make it a little bit tougher for them to score from the perimeter, so uh, so the Jazz really need to get untracked uh, from that standpoint because you have to imagine that Brunson will have a ba- uh, bounce-back game. He's had two stinkers and two really great games. Dinwiddie has done nothing, and the offense was weird to me for the Mavericks, to be quite honest. Like, I thought Luka was moving okay. Maybe he was a little bit slower. He'll probably be better in Game 5, but the last possession that the Mavericks ran was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, like, kept dribbling into double teams until they ran out of time and got a rush Spencer Dinwiddie three-point attempt that Gobert got a really good challenge on. So the Jazz did what they needed to do to extend this little era of their team. Mm -hmm. Let's see if they have some meals together before game five and actually get on the same page and win here. Yeah. Imagine they have breakfast lunch and dinner together same day <laughs> that could happen after this uh this moment what you're gonna say something though? uh yeah what does gandalf eat i don't know maybe they can uh, recommend some does the gandalf ever eat i don't think you ever see him <laughs> eat on he's camera. like a he's like a psychedelics kind of guy 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. yeah he just shrooms. smokes his weed man yep. yeah like, that's it. and that was interesting not to see jason kidd advance the ball on, you're right on the the, uh, the the Spencer Dinwiddie yep. shot that didn't go down. He said that they've done it before, and I guess the thinking behind it is instead of inbounding in the front court, you get a little bit more space on Doncic. You can't double him as hard if you pass it, you know, from the sideline. But that's what ended up happening, mm-hmm. and they took it away, and they didn't have a, a lot of time. Spencer Dinwiddie has hit game winners from that that's exact yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gobert was there. And, uh, well, that, they made the right defensive move. It's like, all right, let's see Spencer do it again. Mm-hmm. Not Doncic after he just dressed, uh, undressed uh, Rudy Gobert on the last yeah. one, which was incredible. So that was the right call there yeah. by Quinn Snyder. I mean, honestly, yeah, when they were down four with 30 seconds to go, it was like, your season's done. And they somehow, I mean, Dwight Powell, ugh, those were, those were those bricks. Those were bricks. Yeah. I mean, Gobert is lucky he missed those. Dwight Powell did because oh, Gobert yeah. missed. He left a lot oh, yeah. of the free throw he, I line. think he went nine for 18 in the yeah. end. Um, but, you, you know, I mean... You don't make excuses for a guy, but Powell's just got to put one of those a little bit closer, and then uh, <laughs> they probably they probably go on to win this game. Let's say it goes to overtime, but uh, the Jazz somehow is it's weird. I mean, they're hanging on. They shouldn't be like, oh, it's a write off this series. They're still in it. This could go either way. Best of three now, yeah. uh, in that series. And Gobert did work on the glass too. I mean, ten offensive rebounds, and that was something I remember we talked about earlier in the season. I thought the Mavs were doing a great job of like gang rebounding, even if Rudy was like getting his hands on the ball. Here comes a bunch of other arms like knocking it out and stuff like that. But that wasn't happening. He was securing that and. Uh, they tied this series up. We'll see what happens in Game 5. Final Western Conference matchup here before we take our first break. Uh, Saturday again, Towns and the Wolves, they rebound to even their series with the Grizzlies at two games. So we have, well, we have three series all right now in the Western Conference that are tied at two games apiece, which is very fun. Which one, just I'll ask you right here before we get into this game in the series in particular, like which one do you think is most likely to go seven? Mm. Of the three series, Suns-Pelicans, 
Jazz Mavs, and then this one, Wolves Grizzlies. Which one is most likely to go to the distance? I'm not just saying this because we're leading into this game, but it sure feels like <laughs> you think it's, this one? it's the M&M series. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, do you agree with that? It's this one more uh, than any of the Yeah, those? M&Ms are tasty. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this has got to be the one. It feels like they're just going back and forth with which team really gets performances from their stars, kind of. And when that's the case, that's who's going to win. So, yeah, I mean, this seemed like it was a seven-game series going into it, and yeah. it still feels like it after four games. And Lee, same question. Yes, I think so. I mean, if Carl anthony Towns plays the way he did in game four, which was like finally not barreling through people <laughs> and just hitting guys left and right, he was sidestepping, he was euro-stepping, he was being effective. I mean... Getting to the line. Th- yeah, exactly. 17 free throws, 33 points, and 14 rebounds. Now, he turned it over six times. Fine, you can live with that because he was playing smarter than he had played in any other game this series. So uh, Now, this was a one-point game, but it technically wasn't a one-point game because <laughs> a bomb came as cl- as time ran out there. It was, it was a technically a Tyus Jones win. had a chance to tie it, yeah. though, very, very late yeah. with a wide-open three on the wing that he missed on. But Towns, yeah, in the clutch. It was a two-point game. He hit a running jumper. Then he hit uh, a one-legged little step back from 15 feet. Mm-hmm. And then he hit a three up top. And then he finished like that 10-point run with another catch-and-shoot three to make it uh, 108-104, I think it did at that point. And then he hits those free throws late, too, you know, four and a half seconds to go. Steps the line, yep. knocks him down, and, and gets the win. He was he was awesome, and he, and he silenced a lot of the you know the critics there after the brutal game two and three. This is what they need from him. Absolutely. And now, how does he... Can he put two to get two games together back-to-back? That's the key for me. Mm-hmm. Like, can he play smart games where he's not getting himself in foul trouble and he's not sort of looking around like, oh, bail me out, refs. Instead, he's playing smart because... Xavier Tillman started this game. He got the speaking of memes, he got the Grandpa Simpson walking into the strip club, seeing uh, Bart Simpson on the door, and then walking straight back out again. Because, but but that's the way it should be. If you're Carl Anthony Towns, they've tried now three different guys on you because you are a very good player and you should be able to dominate these guys. Yeah. So that's what they do in game four will be interesting now I think they might go Brandon Clark or uh, no Kyle Anderson started didn't he so it might be actually Kyle Anderson <laughs> it's been everyone's had a chance to yeah. start for the Grizzlies and that's a, that's a great problem for the, the Timberwolves of putting on Memphis it's like you, you haven't got a solution here for Kyle Anthony Towns not when he plays like that for mm. sure uh, after this game Taylor Jenkins ripping the officials these games are taking <laughs> oh, a long time oh boy they're I, taking very long <laughs> these games I want anyone complaining about the refs five game suspension minimum <laughs> immediately so Joel Embiid's getting five games Monty Williams getting five games wow. because honestly like the easiest and the sloppiest and cheapest way after a loss to say oh the ref screwed us oh they screwed the other team in the other but, uh, we, we're not talking about the refs in the other game we won the games we lost the refs screwed you don't us. agree that this was uh, an inconsistent and arrogant officiated game though <laughs> I think the, the... I might because there's been some of these and, and not just this series why I don't why are guys not allowed to rebound anymore? I think <laughs> wow. that's what, I think that's my number one now foul. That's like everybody talks about uh, the you know the take fouls and stuff like that, stop fast breaks and all that. We all hate it. It's garbage. Get rid of it. Fix the game. But you're not allowed to rebound. There's there's no <laughs> physicality allowed on a rebound. That's when it should be allowed to me. Yeah, there should be a, a little yeah. bumping, a little grabbing, a little. And they call, I, I every second or third rebound, somebody hits the ground or gets called for holding or I hate this. Yeah. Let them play on a rebound. Like, that's a 50-50 ball. Let the guys battle for it a bit. On a loose ball when it's a contested... It happens yes, all the time But the guy, who, the guy who sort of seemingly comes over the back as well, that's automatically... Okay, yeah. Loose, I'm, no, no, I'm I saying know. they call that, but they shouldn't even necessarily call that. Like, if you're contesting for it... let them it, fight for yeah. it a little bit. No, I don't... I, I Look, there's things that frustrate me, but what makes me even matter is people just blaming yeah. the refs after a loss. Well, if yeah, you fall, if you if you fall, that's when you get the call. It's, it's like it's if you the, fall, you get a call. If you fall, you get a call. Really, <laughs> yeah, 
even, a, uh, even when you're jostling. I know. That's a billboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. NBA refs billboard. If you fall, you get a call. <laughs> call Dr. Ken. Not doctor. Call lawyer Ken. You know, it's an injury lawyer. Yeah. 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 Lawyer. Yeah. I can't talk. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you fall, one number... Hashtag law. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally combining every injury lawyer commercial I've ever heard down here. One you you were just stuck call, in traffic. You probably saw yeah, a lot of I billboards. I saw all the billboards. Get hit, call Neil Flit. Uh, Memphis, <laughs> has been, <laughs> Memphis has been called for 99 fouls to Minnesota's 111 through four games. This is a lot of foul calls. Uh, but the Grizzly Bears have shot 131 free throws <laughs> to the Wolves 118. Oh, uh, the Wolf Dogs. Yeah, so, yeah. So the Bears shooting more than the Dogs. But this one was, you know, it obviously tilted in favor of the Wolves. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns obviously came out pretty damn focused. And yeah. uh, that changed things for sure. So game five, I'm a little bit more worried about John Morant than I am Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. Morant slowed down. Uh, and uh, his last two games just hasn't put a lot of points on the board because the Wolves are doing a good job of clogging it. And that was a problem, a worry going into the postseason. Yep is the Memphis Grizzlies offense that relies so much on fast break points and second chance points and uh, John Morant's penetration going to slow down. And, and he has slowed down. And I'm a little bit worried about the Grizzlies because the guys who are really keeping the offense afloat are Desmond Bain. And Wait, hold on. Let's just Sorry, address that before it. somebody in the comments says, did who farted? It was a chair move. Chair move. Good. Moving fart. on. Yeah. No fart. <laughs> Borgia yeah, says. Let's go to, let's go to let's go Borgia. Monty McCutcheon comes yeah. in. Well, you hear the squeak of the chair. Yeah, I mean, that sounded like, that was a good one. Yeah. I need a little oil can boyed on that. It's, uh, it's that getting chair. humid down here. That's why. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's Right. Uh, so, anyways, the, yeah. the the guys who are really helping out this offense are shooters. Are Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain? They have been scorching. At, uh, Dylan Brooks in this game, Desmond Bain throughout the series. Oh he's, yeah, he's been their best mm-hmm. player. Just a little worried about the Grizzlies. I think Carl Anthony Towns has figured it out somewhat here, uh, just to be a little bit more aggressive. And John Morant is on the other side. Uh, well, Josh saying have, it. Like, I haven't helps. been John Morant. That's what he is saying. Yeah, like, yeah, he he, says he knows it. Still injured. Yeah. Well. And uh, also, Jaron Jackson Jr. needs to stay on the floor. And, I mean, he stop your dumb fouls. I mean, they need you out there. You obviously impact their defense, too. So That's mm-hmm. big. It's a weird. Three minutes for him. Weird series, this one. And I'll just add, for the Wolves, Jordan McLaughlin was huge. I mean, 16 points. He had four, uh, a four from deep in just 14 minutes. You know, shined a little pesky defense out there, too. And he was a team best plus six. But four threes from this guy. This guy's not a knockdown three-point mm-hmm. shooter. I, I checked. He's made 27 threes this season. Mm. He doesn't shoot a, a whole lot, but he's a 32% three-point shooter. And he didn't even play in game three. So that is like some found money right there. He hit mm-hmm. a big one late, too. He splashed that massive three that uh, uh, when the Grizzlies had cut the lead to five. So that's, I mean, a guy that you weren't even playing, that not known as a three-point shooter, comes in and hits you four yeah. out of four. That's awesome. That's the kind of thing that sometimes just happens in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like you just throw a guy out there. Blake Griffin hit a couple of threes the other <laughs> night for the Brooklyn Nets, you know. I mean, obviously yeah. a veteran, he's been around, but yeah. a non-factor in the series. But what about also the defense from the security guard on uh, Saturday night for the uh, the, the protesters? Oh yeah. yeah. The, that uh, security guard was just like eagle eye watching, <laughs> and as soon as that girl went out, boom, down. Incredible stuff. But the Wolves can't lose when they have a protest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything to add to Grizz Wolves? Everybody agrees this one's going seven. This one's going it's going to take forever to get there, but it will be seven. Uh, I just thought of this take. Tell me if it's crazy. <laughs> the Grizzlies are missing Stephen Adams' screens. Hmm. 
Perhaps John Moran is having a harder time getting space in the half court because Steven Adams is not playing in this series. The guy sets massive screens, and that is probably the best half court offense that you get from the Grizzlies is screen and roll with John Morant and let him create with a little bit of an advantage. Without Adams out there, there's just tons of bodies in the lane, it feels like, when Ja's going. And he's just kind of diving into the lane and hoping for a foul call. Very Russell Westbrook-esque. Mm. He, gets, he gets compared to Westbrook a ton. And that's Westbrook at his worst is when he's just flying into the lane and hoping for somebody to bail him out. And I think we've seen a lot of that from John Morant. So it'll be interesting to see if the Grizzlies are able to get any more playmaking on the court, which is why it'll probably be Kyle Anderson, I would imagine, will step into the starting lineup for Tillman because Tillman didn't really do much in this one. You maybe you got your good Tillman game and yeah. we can move him to a, to a bit more of a minor reserve role because I, I love what Brandon Clark's been bringing in this series. His athleticism, yeah. his, uh, his effort has been huge, but you probably need something on the bench if you're going to be uh, the Grizzlies. So this one could turn. Once again, this just feels like it's going to go back and forth. Like I think Ja will probably have a bounce back game here, and it's going to be imperative that Carl Anthony Towns has another good game. He's mm. been up and down so far yeah. uh, in the postseason. Here. Good I take. Actually, I, I like the take. I, I like actually the think all of these fouls being called in this series, it benefits the Wolves overall too, because at the very least, the Grizzlies are not getting they're not they're not getting the stop or getting the rebound and gunning in transition. It's like, nope, foul. Mm. We're at the free throw line. Bog it down, sure. and then set your defense. And uh, the Grizzlies are struggling a little bit in the in the half court set. So even though the Wolves overall have been called for more, more fouls, like I said, it's probably beneficial to them because it's taking away the one thing the Grizzlies are uh, wanting to do. Of course, that we saw in the regular season. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Those are the Western Conference series. Let's do some live ad reads, and then we'll get to the East. Oh, it's been so long. Let's do it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
Uh, okay, if you're uh, just joining us here a little late, hit that like button, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Let's get into the Eastern Conference, the four first-round series. We'll start with the two games on Sunday, move to the two games on Saturday. Uh, Jimmy Butler, though. Jimmy Butler's locked in. Yeah, He's back to being the man, working hard, mm-hmm. kicking ass. Uh, 36 points as the Heat overwhelm Trey Young and the Hawks. Kaka, 110. Mm. 86. Yeah. Did you end up going? No, uh, I didn't. Uh, a little too four? much dadden for me this weekend. Couldn't get down to the <laughs> fortress. Okay. Um, well, we missed you on Friday, Friday night oh, for game yeah. three with the Hawks win. Uh, what Check a great out the weekend, Chef. Yeah. But uh, game four, not so great. No, and uh, look, no Kyle Lowry in this one. And mm-hmm. I think early on you saw that. I, I think the Miami Heat, because the Hawks were out to a nice lead, about eight points with about eight minutes to go in the second quarter. It was like, well, the Hawks are playing pretty well here. And then all of a sudden, the Heat just decided, uh, you're not going to score and we're going to score all the points. And they went on a 28-4 to run to end that second quarter. And then it was a bloodbath in the uh, second half, really. The Hawks never really had a fight, never really got close, never really were able to just like crack through Miami. I mean, they're doing a great job on Trey Young. I know he hit that gorgeous floater on Friday night, but uh, last night stifled. He went 3 of 11 from the field, 3 of 10 from downtown. So... He basically couldn't get any action going there. And he didn't really get any help. DeAndre Hunter was okay. Uh, DeLon Wright, I think he's been a good player here for the Hawks. Uh, He was okay in this one. He wasn't great. But ultimately, that Heat defense is just impenetrable when it's at its best. And the Hawks certainly from halfway through the third quarter had a at least we didn't get swept vibe <laughs> sort of to them yeah, they were like at least we right. gave Skeetsy a show on yeah Friday. exactly yeah. yeah Friday night was the the one game winner another Trey Young playoff game winner great stuff there but uh, extremely surprised I'll be if this one goes longer than five games now and uh, Kyle Lowry the only real here concern for the Heat hamstring strain no one really knows what that means and how long he's going to be out I would be very surprised if he plays game five considering I think the Heat can wrap this up and give him an extra day's rest here. So uh, pretty good stuff from them. And um, yeah, not really much else to say. Hawks haven't been good enough in this series. What do you think about this series? Uh, Trey Young's yeah, shot chart, as you mentioned, 10 threes, one shot in the lane. He got a, a little peeved with a question after the game, asking basically why didn't you get in the lane. He said, did you see the Heat defense? There was five guys in the lane. I couldn't get anywhere close to that. Well, then there should have been more threes, some more wide-open threes anyways. I think they're doing a great job of keeping eyes on Young. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more Young off the ball would help. Uh, but I, I just think that Heat defense, I, I, I'm very, very certain. Six minutes left in the second quarter, they just said to each other in the huddle, three stops, three stops, and we can take the head off this team yeah. right now. And Jimmy Butler started a press and stole an inbound pass. And, oh, and, uh, Collins oh, helped him out on that oh, pass. That was a bad pass. It was yeah. nice jump by Jimmy. Great yeah. timing, but man, he threw it right out of him. Yeah, he was playing safety there in the yeah. middle of the lane. John Collins, the QB, decided to go over the middle and, uh, yeah, easy pick uh, for Jimmy Butler. But they started pressing because they know that they they have that ability. That they, they have this, this defense that can just turn it up. And in that huddle, I'm sure they said six, three possessions, six minutes here to finish this quarter. Let's finish this quarter. And they got that whole heat bench excited. It was a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth to see so many heat fans out there oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. Front row right there helping out the Miami Heat. They were a little too loud for my liking. But uh, that the Heat absolutely took over this game and silenced the, the, the Hawks crowd. And so it was unfortunate. I did want to see more Trey either getting into lane, getting off the ball, doing more. Because he was really just one passing it and and standing around for a lot of this game when he's way too freaking good for that. Uh, And uh, I guess the worrisome part is that 
Maybe he hurt his foot earlier on in this game. Usually when you see a foot-to-foot hit, it's the guy stepping on another guy's foot. But in this instance, it was Gabe Vincent stepping on his foot, and he didn't look good the rest of the game. So maybe I'm giving him an excuse, uh, but he definitely wasn't Trey Young. He was yeah, just kind of hanging out on the perimeter, and, and now it's 3-1. They had, they had to. It's understandable that this Hawks team didn't win two games in a row. We didn't see that a lot this season. <laughs> so yeah, true. they won on Friday. You, you went to the right game, Skeets. I absolutely mm. picked the right one over the weekend to go down to the Fortress 4, even though it was delayed by an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fun game to come back. But they were down big, too. Let's mm-hmm. not forget. I mean, this could have very easily been a, a sweep if yeah. Bogdanovich doesn't catch fire. That was the weird question to me about Game 4 here. It was like, why aren't you playing Bogdanovich? I mean, you are you need some shots. You need some play. He only played like 21 minutes. Mm. A little Not that he had a great game, but fascinating. And for the Heat, man, Spolstra, like... It's amazing to me. I mean, he's earned it because he's won titles. He's been there for a long time. He has the full confidence of that organization. But, like, he doesn't start. You know, Duncan Robinson barely doesn't play anymore. He's decided on that. You know, Gabe Vincent in there in the starting lineup to take Lowry's spot. You know, Struce is starting, and he's continued to start here, and he's played well. It's like he's allowed to do all this stuff. You know, Deadman, sorry, your minutes are done. Uh, It's just amazing. And, you know, the more you watch the Heat, I can't tell because the Hawks are not a great team because they've been so inconsistent. But when Butler plays like this, Trey, tell me if I'm wrong. I look at them again and go, man, that is bubble heat. Why couldn't they go to the finals? Why couldn't they win this whole damn thing uh, when he plays at this level? But am I going overboard because they're playing the Hawks? I can't decide that. Yeah, it's definitely hard to tell because, like, one of the hallmarks of the heat is consistent effort and showing up every night to play as hard as you possibly can. And I would say that it is not a hallmark of the Atlanta Hawks all the time. Uh, Definitely a little bit of we're happy to have gotten one, I think, here. But, man, if Jimmy's going to be playing this well... It definitely raises the Heat's level uh, because he was terrible in the playoffs in the first round last year. Yeah. The big stat was outscored by Bryn Forbes, and he was just basically a zero for all four games yeah. of that sweep against the Bucks. But right now he's at 30 a game, eight rebounds, five assists, almost three steals, shooting the ball incredibly well, 54% from the field, 43 from three. He, you know, he has been a proven playoff player in the past. The rep took a little bit of a hit last year, no doubt about it, and I think that that is obviously weighing on Jimmy's mind, and he's showing up and playing incredibly well, taking a little bit of the responsibility with Kyle Lowry being out, and then like you're saying, Skeets, there's no problem with the Heat ever like plugging another guy into no. the lineup. They're like, oh, Duncan Robinson, you can't shoot right now? Fine, Max Struess, get in there and chuck it up. Four for 14 from three, but who cares? Just yeah. shoot it every single time. Gabe Vincent showed up and played well, did uh, just enough to take care of the job. As a point guard, and even Victor Oladipo got dusted off for a little bit here. Didn't play incredibly well. Six points on three of ten shooting, but 23 minutes. And, I mean, if Lowry's going to be out, you need somebody to take up some of those minutes. So, if he's able to uh, just contribute, that's nice. Because, I mean, Hero didn't do anything, and it didn't even really matter Mm. uh, for the Heat yesterday. So, they've looked good uh, in the first in their first round series. That was a crazy game on uh, Friday night. They went on, like, one of the biggest runs in NBA playoff history which I was happy to be watching, you know, on my phone in the United Center. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but the Heat, uh, outside of getting beat for a little dinker dumper from Trey Young, have looked really good in the first round. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy didn't like that run, though. He doesn't like when you go on a 21-0 Yeah, run. I think it's an interesting yeah. point. Uh, because, so explain it to people. Well, so I think it was Rebecca Harlow on the call there last night saying she talked to Jimmy about that 21-0 run. He said, I don't like it because what happens then, you sort of get complacent and you get a bit sloppy and the other team is going to fight back. And so guys think they're just going to keep on hitting shots 
and they don't. He prefers a game that it's like uh, within a couple of possessions yeah, for a majority yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, because yeah. then last night they went on a like a fifteen zero run and then an eleven zero run in that second quarter alone. I mean, so do they, you think he comes back to the bench? <laughs> uh, no, too much, too much. Let him score. Let him score. Let him score. Let him score. Let's keep it around eight seven. Keep it tight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, the Heat look good. They look great, and this one's end ends in in Miami. You think? This is a is a game that five. That would win? be my guess. Yeah. So. Uh, it's all on Trey, really. I know Bogdan Bogdanovich was great on Friday, but I wonder if the physicality is just bothering Trey a little too much uh, on this team. Yeah. yeah, I mean there are a lot of eyes on him. They switch a lot of guys on him. They don't make it easy, and then and then he is like, he's forced in a way to just chuck it. To be honest, I mean yeah. he's always he can hit from. Don't get me wrong, he can hit from ten behind the line, but. You, these shots he's taking are just like I'm not going to get a better look in this possession yeah. I'm going to let it go and he hit one in game 3 he hit a bomb in game 3 uh, to keep it close there uh, but most of the time they're not going in because they're not no. they're not great shots no. if we're being honest no they're not they're, they're, when when he's in a flow and he sort of steps back and stretches the defense it's like okay that's not bad but when it's like yeah this is he's flinging yeah. it because he's, he's, and it's, that's the thing him. it's so quick as yeah. well he's got to get it off so uh, that certainly is you can live or die by that three and, and he's dying by it right now but there's just not a lot of other options out there Gallinari's been you know probably better than he should be for the Hawks as well like they need other guys to contribute just not getting it Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, let's go to the rough weekend for the Chicago Bulls and that Sunday game specifically. Now, you went to Friday's game, yeah, yeah. game three, where they got hammered. They also get destroyed in game four on Sunday. Uh, Grayson Allen is the guy doing the damage. He scored 27 in game four. Bucks beat the Bulls 119-95. They take the 3-1 lead. Trey, break it down. You know, experiencing it, I wasn't even upset, but like hearing uh-huh. you say it back to me, I'm getting, I'm getting a little heated under the collar here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, before the playoffs, everybody thought the Bucks were going to walk all over the Bulls in this series. It's happened. Yeah. 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 Another blowout yeah. Bucks victory in the brunch time spot uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. A little bit better effort for the Bulls uh, in game four compared to game three. And they did have a lead in the first quarter, which was big time. <laughs> but pretty much a replay of the game three blowout. Bobby Portis stayed in the starting lineup with Chris Middleton out. The Bucks are big already. But when you have Bobby Portis playing the three, Brooke Lopez as your five, and Giannis being whatever position, just completely overwhelms the Bulls. It keeps the Bulls out of the lane on offense. They took no free throws in the first half of this game, and it was over by then. It forces a ton of help from the Bulls when they're playing defense, which leads to wide-open threes for the Bucks. Milwaukee went 17 of 33 from three in Game 4, and once again... The main beneficiary is the dastardly Grayson oh, Allen. Man. 27 points on a 10 of 12 shooting. 6 of 7 from 3. I wasn't even mad. I was like, look at the silver lining of this. This guy fits so perfectly with the Bucks right now that he's going to be a great villain to root against for years because right. they're going to keep him around and he's going to keep be- burning the Bulls from time to time. And oh yeah, Giannis had 32, 17, and 7. It- Barely felt like he was doing anything. <laughs> Just an easy 32-17-7. and seven. Uh, The game two loss, Middleton going out kind of woke the Bucks up, I think. They won games three and four by a combined 54 points, and I hate to say it, Bulls and six is not looking good anymore. Oh, I don't no, think no. I don't think they're gonna pull this yeah. one off here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giannis is almost like he just didn't realize that playoffs had started for the first two games. He was still good, but then in Chicago he was just bully ball yeah. again, which is incredibly fun to watch because no one can get close to him. But uh, the Bucks were like, "Ah, oh, man, we have to we have to play five games in this series. We weren't <laughs> expecting that game too, so let's go clean up business in Chicago and end this one. Uh, what tomorrow night? I guess it will be so." Uh, 
No, they don't play till Wednesday, I don't they? Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of a break, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delaying the inevitable by an extra day there. But, uh, yeah, the, the real question, of course, is just Middleton and when they get him back because they're going to face the Celtics likely in the second round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going to need Chris Middleton yeah. because, um, yeah. well, obviously, when it officially happens, we'll talk about it. But uh, that defense from Boston is a lot better than what Chicago's got. Thoughts on Bucks Bulls here? <laughs> yeah, maybe they should prolong the series so Chris Middleton gets back healthier because uh, this is galaxy uh, brain thing. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, it, this series yeah appears to be absolutely done. I thought Giannis Antetokounmpo's control of his body on those Euro steps was really really impressive. How he's grown, how he can just slow that thing down, and everybody's just you know converging on him and he just takes his time and makes the right decision and that's why five of Grayson Allen's baskets were direct passes from Giannis Tetacumpo getting into the lane and finding him and cash money from the corner it was fun to watch Grayson Allen I hate saying that but I mean, he was <laughs> it's true it, it was, he was yeah just playing his role playing it perfectly he was a starter on this team yeah like Trey said he just fits too freaking well and uh it was also fun to watch Bobby Portis, the revenge against the Bulls. He's always sort of an irrational confidence guy, mm. but put some goggles on this guy because of his <laughs> eye injury. Put the other, put a team that he used to play for on the other side, and he's so confident. Uh, so the way he when he releases that ball, there's just there's multiple guys now on on the Bucks that just look like they think they're going to hit every shot when it leaves their fingertips. Bobby and Grayson, and now Drew Holiday chipping in with a big game, and on the other side, you know Zach Levine just ain't right. It, it sure feels like, and uh, yeah, they're. After that that great win, um, things have come back to earth. The Bucks, yeah, as as we said, have started the playoff feel again because they're playing D again. And uh, Caruso only playing 17 minutes in Game Four because of the concussion scare there. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna take him off the floor, then your your chances of uh, staying in the game are Wasn't really good. gonna Wasn't go good. down. Any uh, Game Three reports though <laughs> from Chicago? Obviously, it was a bad game for you being a Bulls fan, but you won. Tickets, Lollapalooza yeah, man. tickets. That Game was three real? was actually awesome. Like, <laughs> like, aside from the Bulls losing by thirty, the worst home playoff loss in franchise history. Oh. I had oh. so much fun. <laughs> First and foremost, shout out to all the no dunk sickos. Nice. I ran into at the United Center. That was cool. They got me on the jumbotron right away. Uh, just the, a little Bulls connection. One of my friends that I was with, his like childhood best friend was on the court and happened to be like running the camera right in front of us. So he's like, you guys are going to get on. Oh, nice. <laughs> Shout out to him. He got us on in the first quarter. You know, as I think, uh, I think the Bucks went to a, uh, I think the Bucks maybe called a timeout after Caruso hit a three. I'm raging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so excited. We're so excited. Then I looked up at the scoreboard. It was 17 to nine. I was like, what? Wait, wait, wait a second here. When did the Bulls get down by eight? I thought they were playing incredibly well. That was a bit of a bad sign. Then it was 33 to 17 after the first quarter. But uh, I think it was the second quarter. Shout out to my guy, Marlon. You ever been to a, a game and they say, anybody in this section, in this row, if such and such a guy, Marlon in my case, can finish the lyric to Green Day's Good Riddance, <laughs> they played him like 30 seconds of the song, and all he had to say was, I hope you had the time of my life. <laughs> yeah! Lollapalooza! We're celebrating with Marlon, buying him beers. Uh, what else was great? So I got to wait for that. Uh, I got to wait for my tickets to come in the mail. They had the amazing Sladek at halftime. The balancing oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that got a lot of got a lot of pops. And even better though was that since he was there, Benny the Bull did the amazing Benny. He's on a table, he's stacking up plastic chairs. 
you know, he's dressed in like the vest and the like the the fancy shirt, but he's just like he's just stacking chairs. He's not getting up on him. But then, whoa, <laughs> everybody's going crazy. Benny hit the half court shot, wow. did the percolator. So I'm twerking up there because I think that's like one of the best <laughs> moments you can possibly have in a Bulls game. I know the guy sitting next to me was recording it. I could see it out of my, the corner of my eye, but I'm a true professional. So I kept hitting the twerks. Nice. Didn't want to give him the satisfaction. But if you follow this guy and you somehow see it, let me know. Oh, I would love know. to track it down. And we also formed the Tony Bradley fan club, which was big time because the Bulls got smashed in this game, obviously. But Tony Bradley went five of five in the fourth quarter. Scored 10 points. The Bulls won the fourth quarter of that game in game three, and Tony Bradley scored the bucket to put them over 80 points, which is like a big milestone that we were tracking in the second half of the game. Will the Bulls get to 80? They got to 81, and we went crazy. Shout out to all the fans around us that actually stuck around because most everybody left. Mm. (laughs) About eight minutes left, and we're like, well... Might as well stay here since we're not beating the crowd. They beat us, but uh, we also came up with a new nickname for Tony Bradley. The Dude Wipe of the NBA. Okay. (laughs) Because the Bulls dookied their pants in Game (laughs) 3. But But Tony Bradley (laughs) came in right at the end and cleaned it up (laughs) just a little bit. So shout out to Tony Bradley, the Dude Wipe of the NBA. No minutes, though, in Game 4. No, I would start Tony Bradley. (laughs) One guy's 100% for the field. Come on. Uh, So, yeah, if you're ever going to go see your team get absolutely smashed at home, and there's a classic game where you're living 20 minutes away, the best way to do it is with friends that you haven't seen for quite some time. We had had a lot of fun. Except for the Bulls, you know, losing by 30. But like you said, I mean, you hadn't seen these guys in a while. At a certain point, you're down 25. You're not coming back. Now we can almost, like, worry about the game less. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you probably weren't really expecting the Bulls to, like, Hammer them either. Like I mean, <laughs> no. like if this were, if no. you're when going, it was seventeen nine in the first quarter, uh, you don't think he believed? No, but what oh, I, I mean believed. is, even going he into believed. this game, like like this whole series, like you even said beforehand, you know, it's not really that many expectations no, no. there. So it wasn't like wow, what a letdown. It was more like we have a fun game anyway. I didn't see a single person pick the Bulls to win the series, <laughs> no. and he was like, he didn't even want to say no, Bulls in no, six. No. He only had to for the sake of the show, yeah, because <laughs> he's a Bulls fan. Yeah, yes. But even he didn't want to. Do no, it. No, 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 so yeah, but uh, okay, good. Good report there. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> you just reminded me with your halftime act that at the Hawks game on Friday night, pregame Christian and Scooby. Hmm. Wow, I know. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Must have something to get to. I don't know what halftime was. I wasn't. I wasn't out there for halftime, but I don't think it was him and the dog. <laughs> yeah, he brought but, on and, another dog. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, that is wild. I did see Sladek. Always, always a good time. Uh, it's worrisome. How old is he? 50s. He's late 50s, I think. Getting up there. uh, uh, I just checked Tony Bradley's basketball reference page. The dude wipe of the NBA. Not there yet. (laughs) But he has no other other nicknames. Give it a day. (laughs) So why not? And the Lollapalooza, that's actually to the event. That's to the festival. Yeah, a little unsure if we only get like a single day ticket for when Green right. Day is the headliner, but I'm, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm already traveling that weekend, so oh man, uh, maybe we'll make a stop in Chicago before <laughs> flying out to Hawaii. All right. Uh, well, we have two other series to address here. Uh, Saturday. Oh my God, I can't believe of all the series, this is the one that could be a sweep. Tatum and Brown lead the Celtics to the 109-103 victory on Saturday. Task. They take the 3-0 lead. 
over the Nets. We have some Ben Simmons uh, oh update, too, that we can address if you want to, but where do you want to start? What a dud. <laughs> what a dud of a basketball game. It's unbelievable that the Nets are the only team that haven't won a game left in the postseason and all the Eastern Conference Series, 3-1 or 3-0 in this case. It's surprising to me. I thought... I thought the first game going back to Brooklyn, there would be a little bit of momentum, a little bit of energy, and there were some fans and stuff. But um, there was no doubt the Celtics were going to win this game, even though if it got to six when Blake Griffin hit a couple of those, or became a two-possession game when Blake Griffin hit those threes. They just picked on him on the other end. Uh, but, I mean, going going back to game one, Kevin Durant wasn't able to have a great game, and he got in his own head. The Celtics got in his head, and, and he just hasn't been able to get out because – Kevin Durant is not playing anywhere close to Kevin Durant basketball. You know Kevin Durant can just come up in transition, pull up and shoot those threes. Not even close to shooting those right now, getting to the elbow. He's not even shooting from there. He's passing out. His last shot in this game was with 11 minutes left. Uh, He didn't shoot the rest of the game. He's overpassing, and everyone is expecting him to shoot because that's what they've done all season long. So the drop-off in this series from Game 1 where – Obviously, Tatum hit that game winner to now where the the Nets don't look anywhere close to themselves. Durant doesn't look anywhere close to himself. And the excuses post-game, that's the part that angers me. You know, Kevin Durant not looking like himself, not shooting, that's unfortunate. But I can't stand the the Kyrie excuses about, well, you look over there and they've been together for months and we haven't. And, And forget about the reasons as to why Kyrie hasn't been playing. But in the regular season, Kyrie was saying, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's just get yeah, to the playoffs yeah. and we'll see what happens. And now there's excuses coming from that locker room. The tune has changed. I just spent way too much time talking about this team in, in the regular season, thinking that they could come together. And again, game one is a one possession game and, and why they've fallen apart is really because Kevin Durant hasn't been himself. Uh, and But a big part of that is, is Jason Tatum's defense oh, yeah. on him too. I mean, I don't think I... I didn't think Tatum had this in him on the defensive end. No, he's he's been he's blocked gone twice. He's to literally another level. We usually say Kevin Durant's shot cannot be blocked. Mm-hmm. Jason yeah, Tatum blo- has blocked him. his shot twice, even if they called one a foul. He's he's literally blocked his shot uh, a couple times. But Kevin Durant's in his own head. I think. Oh, I mean, the yeah, overpassing. I, yeah. They're they're just they're they're not. <laughs> everyone is expecting him to shoot at the very least. He has he has space, and you see him turning the ball over and over and over again because guys are just waiting for their number one guy, the guy that they relied on to shoot. And he's not capable of doing that. The Celtics have, yeah, they've, they've. I mean, their defense is elite. So it it's has, the best defense no, we've seen in a long time. They yeah. have, sh- they have shaken uh, Kevin Durant, but it's just odd to see Kevin Durant like this, uh, and the fact that, uh, yeah, this team has fallen apart since that game one, and this series obviously is over. And the Celtics get Robert Williams back, which is great for them. He only played 15 minutes. They obviously don't really even need them, need him in this series. But 24 days uh, in a return since undergoing meniscus surgery. He can take it slowly these next couple of games because he helps take their defense to another level, uh, but he won't be needed in this series because it's it's over. Uh, the way the Celtics are imposing their will on the other team, they've got the character, and the Nets absolutely do not. And the Ben Simmons thing is... <laughs> It's a joke. It's over. Uh, he's not. He's not playing in the series. Was he going to come back in Game Five? Uh, <laughs> well, he's going to see how his back feels the day before. That's my favorite part about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Na- I mean, like... Nash laughed it off as well when he was asked before Game Three. Is he going to play in Game Three? He, Nash just laughed, <laughs> and because uh, you know people are asking, how does Nash not know about Ben Simmons' status? Well, 
I, 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 frankly, the guy can't come play in the middle of a series where it's this intense. Maybe at the beginning of the series, maybe that would make sense. But Nash laughs it off, and there's a disconnect between Simmons camp and, and the coaching staff. It just feels like, as Trey said last week, they're putting out reports that he wants to play. Hey, look at me. I would like to be talked about. That's what it feels like. I mean, he can't be coming back to play now. He can't. Uh, well, no, it's not. Well, he's not playing in Game Four. Yeah, we'll see whether there is a Game Five. I, the the most fascinating part to me, like I, I made a joke about it, but it, it is like, okay, so he had, he said to Woj and Shams, his camp, Simmons camp, <laughs> I I've been ten days free of pain mm. in the back, this herniated you know disc that that he had. Uh, but then suddenly, the day be- okay, the day before the game, mm. after they go down 3-0, suddenly he's not going to be able to play. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, okay, his back flared up, but maybe wait until the day of the game even. Doesn't that make more sense? Like, I've had back issues. It can change from day to day. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, the day. It's going to hurt on game day when we're down <laughs> 3-0. You don't know that. So that part's strange. It's so very strange. But uh, what I just don't understand is, again, he's not coming off an injury. He's been there for over two months. How is he not in game shape? Well, yeah. yeah. How, how is that possible? And then how is it he's like, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited. And then he's been sitting around. He looks, well, he's got a style for sure on the sidelines there. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm injured now. What if, what's he been doing to get injured? I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so weird here. But uh, the Kevin Durant situation for me is not dissimilar to what Trey Young is getting from Miami, where he's like, give me a, give me a second to get these shots yeah, off, guys. Yeah. Because every single time, whether it's a switch or a double, it's like it's Tatum and Smart or Horford or Brown. He's like, Jesus, is, is there one guy I can exploit here? He normally <laughs> can, and he just can't. Yeah, he's flustered. And he's playing. He played forty six minutes as well. I think that is becoming a factor. And Kyrie had a game of like I don't really want to go back to Boston thanks I'll, I'm happy to take a sweep he did not seem to me ever since that game f- one fourth quarter where Kyrie felt like he was right in control of himself since then he's been like uh, nah I don't really feel like it anymore so uh, this one may get dragged out to five games I don't think so though I think the Nets tonight get down and they're just like yeah who cares because they don't have that camaraderie. Yeah, Kyrie, 6 of 17 in, in game three there. Missed all seven three pointers, and he only had 16 points, just like Durant. What do you think? Well, the Celtics have had the two best players in this series, and this is a series going in, you think, well, at least the Nets have the two best yeah, players, yeah. and they just haven't been. Um, it's, it's weird because I feel like you don't expect this from Kevin Durant, but maybe you should, because at the end of his tenure in every single place, OKC, Golden State, who knows what's going on with Brooklyn here, the games end with him just standing on the wing. Somebody pass me the ball. Somebody pass me the ball. And that's exactly what's happening here. Everybody's blaming Steve Nash for them not running plays. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. offenses just don't run plays in the playoffs. It's This guy's an ISO scorer. He's going to get you some buckets. But that hasn't been the case. He's just completely flustered and doesn't seem to know where his shots are going to come for, There's or where they're going to come from. There's no way that the Nets will win a game if Bruce Brown is their leading scorer. Yeah. Like, he scored 26, 32 combined from Kyrie and KD. So, super impressive um, from the Celtics to completely beat the Nets in this series. You know, this was one that looked like a toss-up. I got bamboozled in this one thinking that a couple of ISO players were going to be enough, but apparently the regular season matters. And getting your players on the same page and committed to the same goal obviously is a big-time thing because the Celtics look great. It's going to be a cool series to see them uh, playing against the Bucks, a team that, you know, maybe tried to avoid the Nets and now is going to have to run into the, (laughs) the Celtics anyway who look like an absolute buzzsaw. Tatum, though, becoming the best player in this series, that's impressive because we've talked a lot going into the series like Kevin Durant can turn it on on defense too. 
Tatum has turned it on on oh. defense. He's gone to another level here. So he's had some great playoff performances in the past. This is his best run so far. Yeah, yeah I mean, he had 39 points, but it didn't feel like he was out there just cooking them because they got so many contributions from everyone. And again, the Nets made a couple of sort of fakeish runs. Yeah. Every time it felt like that, Boston was like, all right, just play hard for another two minutes. Yeah. Put the lead back out yeah. to 12, 15, and that'll, that'll see him off. And they hit a couple of threes. They had to do it again. But uh, Jalen Brown, I mean, defensively as well, he's just a pest. I love watching him play defense. He's great. Well, this is the amazing part. The guy that just won Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, elite defensive mm. guard. But uh, you could convince me in a lot of Celtics games that Tatum and Brown are better defenders. For sure. the Time Lord coming back and all that. That's how, that's how amazing this defense is. They forced 21 turnovers. And they forced a lot of those, but yeah. some sloppy play from the Nets. That led to 37 points. Yeah. And you're going to be hard-pressed to win many playoff games. Where you're giving up 37 points on the turnovers uh, because of the turnovers there. Yeah, and and Kevin Durant, I mean, it's been a theme in this series now. He's had uh, 17 turnovers, and so many of them feel to me like they're not like, uh, oh, he just missed a pass or whatever. It's like the pressure is coming, and he's trying to, like, keep his head up but keep his eye on the ball, and there's so many hands coming at him. He just can't – he can't get free. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's very well done by Ume Durka to just say, just suffocate Kevin Durant as much as you can. Um, Yeah, so – Game four tonight. We'll see if uh, they can stretch this one out. It would be so wild if this is the only sweep of the first round. Yeah. Uh, which there always is a sweep. I think the, the tweet yeah. was going around. At least there has been since like 2003. There's uh, been at least one, one since the all went to best of seven. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, mm. pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, unless unless the Nets can win game four here, uh, this will be the sweep. <laughs> no yeah. one would have picked that for this series. Yeah. Can Durant find a way to... You know, shake the cobwebs, shake the Celtics defense. It's up to him. He has to be great. This is a, a top-heavy team. He has to be phenomenal. But the way the talk is coming from the Nets locker room, yeah. it just doesn't feel like uh, they're going to do it. But, you know, Kai, uh, sorry, uh, Durant just said it, it was just a shit game. It was just a shit game. No excuses from that guy. The excuses are coming from a different part of the locker room. But the fact that he's got yeah 19 field goals made and 17 turnovers – I mean, it's, you got to have, and it's just such a drastic difference between game one. It was a one possession game, uh, but the Celtics have worn him down. That's it's it's incredible what the Celtics have done, uh, and they look like the favorite that could come out of the East to me. You know, the Heat are obviously there, and the Bucks are obviously there, but I think Celtics are playing best basketball. Uh, just quickly, the Blake Griffin minutes. Yes, like he got dusted off, and Steve Nash was like, "Why not try him? Try him out <laughs> <We're> there. <desperate. laughs> Why not?" And uh, <laughs> and Blake came down, hit a couple of threes, looked all right, but man, Udoka was just like. Whoever it is, yep. you're taking <laughs> yeah. Blake, oh and, and Blake was blowing hard out there. He was <laughs> like, don't make me work on the defensive end. Yeah. So the Celtics like, yeah, try him. You know, I know on the call they were saying, get LaMarcus Aldridge out there as well. The Celtics like, all right, oh, bring, out, bring, out. Yeah. Yeah. bring out whoever yeah. you want because we are just going to go at that guy on the defensive end. And, uh, yeah, t- tough night. I mean, Blake sort of said afterwards as well, like, yeah, we're, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah, very tough to see how the Nets can come together because they don't look like a team that's together at all. Yeah, Blake hadn't played in three weeks, mm. look like it, and now they want to possibly bring a guy back and Ben Simmons hasn't played in almost a year. I mean, that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, but Blake, yeah, Blake was, yeah, he was blowing gas, but the Celtics know that 
they can rely on every guy that's out there to yeah, score. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, we'll pick on him. We'll pick on this small backcourt. We'll pick on whoever. Uh, we. That's why I feel like they are the favorite because they can just rely on everybody. The Heat are going to be there, baby. The Bucks are going to be there. Um, but they, I think the Celtics are just playing the best basketball right here, right now. Again, it's a whole thing. Like the Nets are not a great defensive team, so are they making the Celtics look <laughs> a little true. better on that end? I, I, it's tough to say. Can't wait for Celtics Bucks though. I mean, talk about two teams that mm. like know who they are, knew what the know what the game plan is. Obviously, have a lot of reps in the playoffs, and uh, and like they're gonna try their asses off. That's gonna mm-hmm. be mm. that should be a lot of fun because the Nets are not obviously not putting up a fight here in this one. Mm. Um, even when they like like you said, cut it close, the Celtics like no, yeah. We'll just put that, you know, like that's exactly right. A couple minutes here, and we'll have our ten point lead again. Jalen Brown hit hit some He's, threes. Yeah. I think it was uh, Tatum hit one as well, and it was just, th- those for the Nets are just like, oh my god, we can't even really make progress on yep. this team. Uh, everyone seems ready to throw Steve Nash under the bus too. Oh yeah, um, I think Steve Nash is done with this shit. <laughs> yeah. This is my gut. He could be doing anything. He's else. like, yeah. why am I doing this? I could be talking about soccer on TV. <laughs> yeah. No one gave a shit what I said. I got to live in California. I didn't even have to come to the studio. Just yeah. hung out with my buddy. With his buddy Stu. Yeah. He must be like, what did I make this decision? Stu. Just go Stu. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if uh, if he'll be back if they get swept or not. I mean, but I, I just look at the coach and think, what's he supposed to do when guys are just like not putting in like they are for him? He can't do much more than that. He tries Blake and it's like, well, i got to try something. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's the wrong move. So, you know, yeah. I, he, I, he has not been given, yeah, uh, the great cards to play here in his coaching career with this team, with, well, with that's, Gary yeah. and all that. But you have a lot of talent and, mm. you know, there's some other people are saying you can – Get a little creative. You can come up with some things. Put them I, in a better opportunity. I, I, I agree, but I also think the Celtics are ready for anything. Defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's where Nash is. It's hard. He's like, well, I'm trying to get to Kevin Durant shots, but what else can I do? Yeah. I, I just I don't want to really sit here and defend this coaching uh, Steve Nash has done because I don't think it's been all that elite either. No, um, he hasn't been good, no. but also I don't think he like. There's no way that this is how Steve Nash wants to play. That does no. that's not yeah, how Steve point. Nash great played point. basketball. Yeah, like yeah. everybody touched the ball. He yeah. was like Mr. High Fives. Everybody gets yeah. involved, and this is your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn for the whole game. Yeah. But you know, everybody has of course dug up the quote from when this team was forming. We don't really need a coach. We don't really have a coach. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. It looks like he's doing nothing out there. Yep. Uh, final game. Final series. Uh, Saturday. Siakam. 34 points. Spicy P there. Raptors avoid the sweep. And get ready to shock the world. Raps in seven, <laughs> baby. Technically still alive. Uh, beat the Sixers 110-102. Now news with Joel Embiid. He is going to have thumb surgery after the season. He's got this brace mm. on it. Seems to be affecting him, no doubt. I mean, you saw the game tasks. Um, he, he had his worst game, too. Had some more turnovers there. Didn't like really have put his imprint on this game. He's pissed off with the officiating, which is a bit of an eye roll from me with Joel B <laughs> talking about that. But uh, he says he's going to power through this, play through this for the postseason. Um, but the reps with uh, Siakam there getting to the line, knocking down 13 of 15, and being the point guard. And we just learned, I just saw it come mm. through on Twitter, Van Vliet out tonight. Mm. And out likely a game six yeah. if the Raptors can make things really uh, spicy if they could somehow win in Philadelphia here and elongate the series. Um, what sucks. do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't know uh, if it does suck. Fred hasn't been himself. Yeah. I think giving the ball to Siakam as the point guard, yeah, is better than what Fred's been able to give in this series, probably because of the injuries. Yeah, yeah, he has not been right for months. It's just a a guy to give Siakam a little bit of a breather, you know. To it's, you're going to ask Siakam to do a lot without a point guard on this team. He is the point He's guard the point in a way. I, I know, but just to have an outlet. I will say going back to the fourth game of a 3-0 series, it's usually a 
usually kind of flat, but I think you got a lot. We named Scotty Barnes Rookie of the Year pre-game, <laughs> pre, pre-game. Vince Carter awarding him the award. That was a nice little moment. Scotty Barnes. I've never seen straighter arms of a guy accepting an award. <laughs> they were straight up in the air. He was so straight excited. Up uh, and Fred, yeah, leaving in the second quarter because he's been injured. It was a hip injury now, but his knee has been bothering him and doing a real Hulk Hogan absolutely tearing oh, yeah. that jersey. So I, I think there was a lot of excitement, like entertaining things for a 3-0 game right. to see. Uh, does anybody do that in WWE now? Or is Tear that, their shirt off? Or is that just, ah, a, just a Hogan thing? Because uh, it know. wasn't a... I'm, everybody says it's a Hulk Hogan move, but God, that's old. Like there hasn't been anybody who's done it since. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you want to talk about old? It wasn't a real classy Freddie Blassie move to turn to rip that thing. God rest his soul. But uh, anyways, uh, Th- Thad dropped Joel Embiid in this Hell game. Yeah, he did. With the dribble. We're gonna Thad, see more Thad, I think, here tonight have too. To, yeah, I think Nick Nurse has to play him. Yeah, he's gonna act like a ball handler yep. out there. They they desperately need guys. It is crappy. Fred going back to the All Star game hasn't been right. Obviously, Siakam got it going here. His best game, a 34-point game, uh, more than what he had in game one of the finals. Uh, so this was a special, special night for him. It's asking him to do a lot to be the guy. I mean, there's there's a little bit of life in this Raptors team. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, but, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried when Pascal passes the ball off because OG hasn't been great, uh, you know, making those decisions. If Thad could have, you're expecting a lot out of guys that don't generally do it. But Paskey, it's all on Paskey, really. <laughs> yeah, you might see six guys play maybe for the Raptors, maybe seven in this one, because I don't know if Birch will play. Uh, Boucher, Precious. And, Boucher's playing. Yeah, He's no, 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 I'm just saying yeah. who's going to come Flannel into that starting lineup. Spot. Probably Barnes, I'm guessing, will come into the starting lineup there, uh, as he should. You know, he's back now. But uh, I, I, I'm just disappointed, Joel Embiid. You, you can't say. I told the coach for the other team, stop bitching about calls and then be like clapping the referees yeah. off when you lose the game. You just, come on, man. Well, yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> Too I'm, much ref talk this series. Uh, 100%. Exactly. I, I'm surprised there's any professional sports. because Five-game re- suspension for... Minimum. Uh, five-game okay. suspension right. and a $5 million fine because it's like, just play the game. It's going to get worse every you time. Can, you can't be like, well, if we lose, uh, the refs are okay. Uh, sorry, if we win, refs are okay. We lose, oh, well, the refs cheated us. Come on, just forget about it. Go out there and play Embiid. He's he's great. And, um, he you know, he's going to finish second or third in MVP voting this year. Don't ruin it. But he sort of is a troll like that. So, yeah. You know, yeah, like, this is in character. I just, yeah, it, it's just to me like just play the games, man. Stop the refs. Every single game, someone's like, "You cheated us." To the refs, every single game, one side or the other, saying, "Yeah, you cheated. You you had it in for us, and you just want to rig the series." But when we won, you didn't do it. You didn't actually do it that night. You were fine. Oh, different refs. So, so. anyway, that's yeah. what I'm lobbying for: five game suspensions. All right. Well, the refs. Uh, yeah. Do can they do this? Can they do the impossible <laughs> trade, or at least even just get us to game six back in Toronto? What do you, What do you think? Or or being back in Philly and maybe the whistle being a little more evenly or going Philly's way because they're more aggressive, whatever, that they take care of business tonight? Uh, I would I would surmise that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to gentleman this one up. But the Raptors did a pretty good job on Tyrese Maxey up in Toronto. 30 points on 12 of 30 shooting, 7 assists, 6 turnovers. Like, they made him into a role player yep. rather than a third star. So if they're able to continue to do that, uh, if, if it's just Embiid versus Siakam, kind of, uh, maybe that favors... The Raptors, but uh, I don't know. I just that felt just seemed like a little bit of the Raptors. We ain't getting swept here, uh, and they had a lot of pride on their team, so they took care of business. That being said, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Maybe though, Embiid's finger or his thumb, sorry, um, is a problem. So yeah. hack him. 
<laughs> Hit that hand as many times as you can. Well, that's say. right. He's saying he wants surgery after the playoffs, but surely he's at some risk of aggravating it or doing further damage. I mean, I don't know, but it, it, like it's a ligament too, which is ugh. Anytime yeah. you hear ligament, that's bad. And but. he says it really affects him, like the yeah. rebounding and the passing and stuff like that, even more than the shooting, I guess. Mm. It's bothering him. There's no doubt. He, yeah. You see him physically. Oh, it's yeah. hurting him. What are all the other Sixers going to do at home, though? I think they will be there to step up. It's just, again, I know people will say, oh, no, Fred Van Vliet. They look better without him. You're going to see Malachi Flynn out there. You're asking Scotty Barnes to play while he's still not yeah. 100%. You saw him limping around a little bit. He's not right. I, I think it's better, Tess, <laughs> just with Van Vliet banged up. I mean, you allow, it allows the Raptors to have the most ridiculous length out there because no one's shorter than on any of those, really, yeah. you know, outside of Flynn if he gets his minutes, uh, some of his minutes. And they just need to continue to obviously force Philly into turnovers, get the fast break points because they need all the points they can because they're not great half-court offense. And they did work on the glass in game four. They out-rebounded the Sixers, too, because of, you know, a lot of big guys. I And I like the ball in Siakam's hand. Yeah, And Scotty's, sure. and like you said, Thad, if they decide to go zone and stuff like that. And Gary has been a new Gary been, the last couple yeah. of games. Uh, yeah, I just think you're asking a lot of Pascal Siakam. I'm, I'm sure that there'll be more Embiid on him. There'll be, you know, Thibel back in the lineup yeah, as well. That's big. Uh, yeah, to, to mess with him a little bit. Pascal Siakam is going to have to be a friggin' superstar. Really, these last couple games, we're we're not going to be relying on Thad uh, to you know play these crunch time minutes. Uh, so Pascal has had one great game in this series. Now we're going to ask him to do it again and again and again without Fred VanVleet, who hasn't been anywhere close to Fred VanVleet. That's true. Uh, I will say one thing about the, the the officiating talk: it is getting out of hand. Everybody's doing it. But I thought this one was funny from Doc Rivers after game four because he talked about the refs without talking about the refs. He said, quote, they deserve to win the game. I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm not going to like they do. We got beat tonight. (laughs) 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 Oh, I just want the Raptors to win tonight for maximum chaos. Oh, Oh, my God. We'll see. If if not one of these series in the Eastern Conference has a team winning two games, that would suck. We could have (laughs) five games or sweeps in every... In every yeah. series, yeah, that's true. I was that's surprising to me. And then, of course, potentially three game sevens in the West, uh, yeah, still in play. Yeah, uh, pretty wild. Okay, let's take our final break. When we come back, tweet of the night, and uh, we'll look ahead to tonight's games. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com no dunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp.
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, we got to start wrapping up this very long podcast here where there are lots to talk about, of course, all those games and series. Uh, but let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. All right, first Tweet of the Night. It's a quick exchange started by at Snotty Drippin, okay? He tweeted, wait, ain't Jalen Brown fasting for Ramadan too? Okay. And then the, uh, you know, thinking emoji there. Mm. At Renegades Funk wrote back, nope, he is eating the Nets alive. Mm. Boom. Nice one-two there on the old Twitter machine. Devouring them, some might say. Yeah. A Musk. That's why you're buying Twitter for gold like that. <laughs> uh, but second tweet of the night. I just wanted to get the story to this. Uh, it's at it's from at Trey Kirby. Unbelievable stuff going on at my house while I'm back in <laughs> Illinois. And then we're seeing a photo here of Trey's beloved Bulls flag out front of his house that he salutes every morning. Oh man! And there are there's Bucks T-shirts paraphernalia <laughs> hanging off this flag. So wow. what's going on here, TK? Well. I was back in Illinois, yeah. so my in-laws came into town here to to spend time with Laura, spend time with the girls, and Dwayner is a huge Bucks fan. Uh, I knew I was marrying into a Packers family. I did not think I was moving marrying into a Bucks family because everybody else they're Bulls fans, except for Dwayne. He loves to swerve here. So mm. after uh, after Game Three went poorly. He covered my beautiful championship flag with these detestable Bucks shirts. <laughs> Just clipped them on. That's a chip clip, Dwayne. Oh, wow. <laughs> that green one right there is a chip clip Smart. that I'm supposed to put on my tortillas. Mm. <laughs> he even followed it up yesterday after the Bulls lost game oh, four. God. Wow. Texted me, taking the bulls behind the shed house. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's, wow. a, that's my storage shed where I put the old red flag in the meantime. He wandered in there looking for a saw. I guess he just popped off his own shirt and hung it on the flag. But man, this sucks. This really, really sucks because, like I said, Dwayne's a Packers fan. They've been beating the Bears for like 20 years. They've had great quarterbacks the entire time, but I never thought that the Bucks were going to get like an Aaron Rodgers type talent before the Bulls do. And now I'm going to have Dwayne Duncan on me for the next yeah. 15 years, it really feels like. But. Luckily, the Bucks are super likable, unlike yeah. those Packers. And, and, and Dwayne, the one time I met him, he's still upset that the Bucks <laughs> traded away Alcinda. Lee, he talked to me about it this morning. Oh we were talking about the shirts. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been a fan back since the Elsinger days. <laughs> Come on, man. You think? He was t- telling me the exact same thing. Doing the same Bucks bits. You'd think he'd been a fan for that long. He'd have a flag to, to drape over your flag. He's just putting T-shirts on there. You can't even get a flag, Dwayne. Come on, man. That's a funny T-shirt, too, that one that's uh, on the flag in the woodshed or whatever, because it's got the two-time yeah. champions. Yeah. It's just like... 
<laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. But well, he remembers both. Yeah, I guess. he does. Uh, yeah. If yeah. anyone One, can wear that shirt, he that's can. That's right. Four yeah. years apart. That's yeah. really funny to me. Uh, all right, tonight's games: uh, Celtics Nets. Yes, Boston leads that series 3-0. Is that the sweep? Are the brooms out in the clays? We got Raptors, Sixers, NBA TV, Philadelphia leading that one 3-1, but the Raptors are going to win tonight for maximum chaos. And then, yes, the late game tonight, Jazz Mavs, that series tied at uh, two games apiece. Those are rings on the bottom of that graphic, I guess. No, they're, they're diamonds. The diamond anniversary. Yeah. anniversary. Oh, the diamond anniversary. Yes. Good call. That's my mistake. I thought they were playing for rings. Yeah, good call. Um, any thoughts uh, on tonight here as we wrap up this bad boy? Lily, what do you got? Well, What's your big, big, bold prediction for tonight? Uh, let's say all three road teams win. Whoa. Uh, they probably won't, uh, <laughs> but uh, it will just be interesting to see what if the if the Nets get like embarrassed tonight because yeah, I can I can yeah. see them being down. And then them just like, all right, we're not fighting back to just go sure. to Boston to lose anyway. And then can be- the Celtics take like a fourteen point yeah. lead in the second quarter? And then yeah, is there any fight in this? Exactly. Yeah. And then what will happen afterwards? What will sort of the you know finger pointing and the you know who's going to get the blame? Is it going to go straight to Nash? Is it going to go to Kevin Durant or Kyrie? Whatever. Simmons. I guess, uh, to oh some well, extent. the Simmons thing's beyond a joke. But he can uh, be like, hey, not on me. Yeah. I think that's why he's not playing in Game Four. He's like. We're down 3-0. If I come back, even if I play 15, 20 minutes, and then we lose and we get swept, well, then I'm going to get all the blame. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think you saw blame. all the tweets saying Ben Simmons could be the first guy to be eliminated in back-to-back yeah. games and said, oh, uh, <laughs> see you next year. Uh, see you next year. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We okay. got to get Blake Griffin a Peloton because he was huffing and puffing <laughs> there at the end. And we got to get Ben Simmons a Helix mattress yeah. <laughs> for better sleep. Throw in some Saks underwear for all of them. Man up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, any thoughts, Tass? On tonight's game? Uh, I don't want to get technical, but uh, I guess the Nets should play some more Goran Dragic, make some plays for Seth Curry out there, get some action off of Durant mm. and Kyrie to uh, loosen up the defense, which has been incredible. Uh, I, I, all three road teams, it's in play. Yeah. I mean, the Raptors is the biggest question yeah, yeah. to me. I think the Sixers are favored by seven and a half. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, Ma- the Mavs are going home now. The Mavs are winning. Forget that. The Mavs Ooh, are beating the wow. Jazz. I thought the Mavs were on the road. Okay. Six and a half point spread. Yeah. That's... <sighs> what it's is the spread for the Mavs, Jazz? No, idea. no I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be close. That one is the most interesting to me because, like, Utah Three may points. have saved their season there with, uh, with yeah. the, uh, Mitchell to go bear alley-oop. And, like, to have those two come through in that moment was – Pretty special, I think, if you're probably a jazz fan. But is it going to be a real thing they can build on? Mm. Or are we going to go back to seeing them fighting with each other again? So hopefully they can use that as a little bit of a springboard and we get a classic series going on. Yeah, I mean, this in some ways is a must-win here for the Mavs because if they lose, obviously, then they have to go and win on the road to keep the series alive. And uh, they wouldn't want to do that. They obviously want to get home at worst to try to wrap this one up. So be interesting to see how the Jazz do respond. All right. Well, that's it for us here today. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us across all the social media channels at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And Tessie. Hey. You're off. I am. For a couple days. Little, show little... up late and then I'm gone. Yeah. What's going on? Where are you going? You're having some fun, aren't you? Going to Vegas, going to see John Legend with oh, my gal. This this is the, the the show that got like postponed and postponed and postponed, right? Yeah, I found an excuse to get away from the kids for a couple days. Nice. Where are you yes. staying? 
We're staying at the Cosmo. Oh, we're staying at the show up. Don't rent the uh, fridge off him. 25 bucks a day. <laughs> Not don't worry, he wasn't yeah. going to. Well, he might have been considering it, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I'm not eating my room. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So going to the money. bamboo pool? Yeah. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, take the a bamboo, photo. bamboo the boy and girl? Pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Bamboo is the nice one, the, the calmer one, not the yeah. dance yeah, yeah, party yeah, yeah. one. Right? Bamboo party Boys pool, pool is, yeah. the, is the calm one. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's a nice pool. Yeah. Take a, cool. You can take a shower in front of everybody. It's got that shower. It's like, <laughs> hey. yeah, having some fun out there yet. All right. Well, have fun. Thanks. I'll uh, be we'll back Friday. We'll see you back here. Okay. In the Classic Factory later in the week. Mm-hmm. We'll be here for the rest of the week. What are you laughing uh, at? Someone just said, bring your own fridge. Uh, that's, that's smart. <laughs> Save yourself 25 bucks. <laughs> oh, man. That was going to be my quote. B-Y-O-F. Guys, you have a great trip. We'll see you tomorrow live at 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory. Enjoy the games tonight. Uh, let's just go. I got to get going. Okay. Embrace the day, Pete. No, Clipper Post. <laughs> Clipper Post. First. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Okay, now you do you your quotes. For a loop? I know, I know. I forgot the Clipper Post. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll make it quick. Yeah. That's no problem. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, uh, give yourself extra time when going to the airport. That's just for me. Uh, because I didn't give my extra, myself extra time coming here today. But there was an accident. That's not an excuse. You got to give yourself extra yeah. time. Anyways, give yourself extra time going to the airport. Uh, a lot of the uh, decks, yeah, a lot of the parking real decks real are closed quick. at the Atlanta airport, everybody. I've got so. some drink oh, really? tokens if you want them for Delta, Tess. I can uh, drink what? <laughs> drink tokens for Delta. Sure. Tokens? <laughs> On your phone. Oh, sick. I don't know how I got them. I had like 15 of them. I'll so take them. Yeah, Give I had a couple, this guy's had a couple of uh, champagnes on the way down to Aruba. So... <laughs> Well, how did they populate on your app? Who knows, huh? One of those crazy things. Man. <laughs> okay, take off my mask, have a sip, put it back on. <laughs> and one more. No. Oh, embrace the day, people! <laughs>